Before Me family, I am back. Tiffany Simmons with the She Before Me podcast. Whew, these stories keep getting better and better and better. Um, I'm getting even more excited because I'm really getting a chance to, to know more women around me and truly just discovering the beauty in all these women that I'm surrounded by and just getting to know their stories. So I am here with... Um, my girl Nikki but yo if you are not in the she before me family on Facebook join us join us on Facebook great conversations um, great um, sources and resources being dropped in there that will have you asking some good questions about yourself and stuff to to grow you and stretch you and things Um, but also subscribe you know so we're on Pandora now we're on iHeart We're on Apple, Samsung, and whatever cheap phone you got, you can find us. (laughs) Uh, So that you can get the notifications of the show. But (laughs) so welcome to the show, Nikki. Thank you so much for having me, Sisney. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's interesting because, um, you know, you've been around, we've been working out together at the gym getting it in and um I feel like slowly and gradually you're like all right all right all right <laughs> I'm on, my way in yeah sneaking your way over in. like hey okay, okay. hey I want to talk to you yeah but more so um recently we just had that vision board party right yes and um yes. you you were pre- presenting your <clears throat> board and a lot of on your board was just some common things that I feel like a lot of women um, some common things that I feel like a, a lot of women tend to ask themselves or want for themselves. Yes. And one of the things I think you were um, speaking particularly about was just like, I just want to feel like I'm enough. You know what I'm saying? I want to, I want to love myself more. Yes. Yes. yes, yes. Um, and everybody is, you know, put on their boards like, I want a million dollars. <laughs> I want a Range Rover. You know what I'm saying? And Nikki's yeah. like, Hey, I just want to love myself. Um, but take me back to as a child where you felt like you felt like you didn't. You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I told you I was going to get this little teary eye. That's, that's okay. okay. That's okay. Um, this is all know, therapy. Um, always, you know, coming up as a kid, my mom was around. My dad okay. was around. Lived in the two-parent um, household at all times. Okay. Um, my mom was more of the um, breadwinner in the house. My okay. dad was there, and he, um, you know, he was there. But I was always, you know, everything was with my mom. Right. So, my mom worked to give us everything. Right. She worked. She worked. She worked. And I guess with the when I say not loving enough, meaning that my mom worked so much, and by the time she got home, we was either sleep yeah. and did what he had to do. Survival so, mode. Yes. So it wasn't. Mode. It was like me not hearing it enough mm. to feel that 
me to think that I'm loved. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, same, same. Yes. And I think those words of affirmation are so powerful um, and parents not realizing it. Um, was there ever any moments of you like, when you did any type of action where you like reached out indirectly to your parent to be like, hey, or have those small moments with them? You know, I did. Me and my mom, we will, um, it's, um, we had our time together. We would go downtown and things like that. But it was just us being together. Yeah. It wasn't never those words. Yeah. So even though I knew just from her giving us and doing for us, she loved us. But yeah. just to hear it was so much different. Why do you think it was difficult for her to even say the word? Maybe not even difficult. Maybe it was oblivious. It was. Just basically probably her upbringing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, her mother was very strict. Yeah. Very strict on her. Um, she's been only, my mother was the only daughter. She had two brothers. Um, so even with seeing my mom and my grandmother together, yeah. I never heard that from my grandmother to my mother. Mm. Why would you, why do you think that was such a curse that's been kind of passed on so much? You know, that we are so, um, rooted in just survival, you know, and rooted in, okay, let me just, work 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 make money make money but we're we're always like lacking that emotional piece yeah, that's yeah, key yeah yeah oh i don't know i yeah. don't know i don't know and that's what i feel like a commonality that i'm finding with you know just with the stories and stuff and mm-hmm. it's like well her mother didn't you know what i'm saying yes, and it's yes. just like well my mom only knew to survive like yes. she was only trying to give us different yeah. but then there's always that mental emotional piece that we're lacking to give back to, you know, mm-hmm. our kids. Our you know kids, what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, and I was just asking a question in the community today about that. But yeah, just I think like, I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but tell me more about you growing up. When did you feel even more a sense of battle with this emotion, lack of, you know, emotional um, security within your home? Um, I guess when I had my first daughter. Ooh. How old were you? Um, 16. Okay. 16. Um, having my own daughter, it was, it wasn't rough. My mother supported me. Okay. But she didn't support me. Me Because she didn't want me to get pregnant. Okay, okay. Um, got pregnant. I hid it from her. Oh, I hid it from her probably like, till I was like eight months. Why didn't you have an abortion? That was never part of Mm. what I thought. You know, I never Mm. thought about aborted my child yeah, yeah. because I wanted to how can I say it um, have someone to love Ooh, I was just about to say it if you wasn't I was <laughs> if you wasn't you know, I was I didn't, I didn't some, feel some I got it so I feel like okay this is now I can give love the love that I didn't feel right. I got so right. I had my daughter and my mom wouldn't even come to the hospital with me when I had her she wouldn't because she felt that I was messing my whole life up. Yeah. So take me back to that moment when you did tell your mom <laughs> at 16, hey, I'm pregnant. You got the courage. You're yeah, like, oh, yeah, I shit. did. I did. I did. You know? <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen. And, and actually, I didn't tell her. My mom, like I said, she worked. Yeah. She worked morning time. She would go to work. She'll come home. And by the time she come home, I was probably gone, gone out. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got back in, right. she was asleep because she was on that routine. All the way up until from you was little to yeah. you was a teen. 
up until I was teen, no, my dad was there. Okay. As far as being at home. Yeah. Um, I was in high school. Um, um, going back and forth to my oldest daughter, the one I had, her father's house and things like that. So it was a lot of times I didn't see my mom. Mm -hmm. Even though I knew she was at home, she was always there. But her work routine gave me that time to hide a lot of things from her. Mm -hmm. So, which I did. Mm -hmm. So even my pregnancy, I hid from her. And um, one particular day, she just asked me, she said, you know, when I come home, you're always sleeping. She felt, I guess she felt something wasn't right. Mm -hmm. She felt that. that I just, right. I just didn't know that she felt that. And she asked me, are you pregnant? Now, just, to, just you got to think about it. This was like, I was almost like seven months into my pregnancy. Oh, my gosh. And I and hid she, it so well. Oh, okay. I hid it with well. I I did what I had to do. If she was out and about, I'll, mom finna go outside because my room was always in the front of the house. Yeah. So she was in the back of the house. She We, we passed each other. Ooh. We actually passed each other in the house in, a lot without seeing each other. But we talked all the time. Mm -hmm. She'll call. I'll answer. You know, things like that. Um... So at that time, she asked me, was I pregnant? And I did. I, I admitted to it that I was pregnant. And, you know, I heard, I had, she saying? oh my God, I got, I got it. You know, she explained to me, you know, you shouldn't abuse, I, you know, I talked to you all about this. I, you, now you're pregnant, you're going, your life ain't going to be nothing. And it was a lot. How'd you feel? Um, you know, I got to say, I felt that because mm -hmm. I felt that. How am I going to raise a child? Yeah. How am I going to do this? And I didn't feel that I was going to have the support from her. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I ended up having my baby. But wait, what, what, you said that there were some things that like you were, there were some things that you hid from your mother. Was it that, what other things? Okay, so you got pregnant, but were you like actively dating were you, you know, up to no good doing other things? Like, what were some I things that you, what were you doing? I wasn't. I was a good, I was, I was, was going to school. Kid. I was, I was going to school, met this boy in school, and end up getting pregnant. Yeah. I was never a bad child. Right. Never a bad child. Gifted, mm -hmm. on a roll, all yeah. the way up into high school, everything. Yeah. So, I guess with that, I disappointed my mom yeah. because she felt that, not Nikki. Nikki is not going to get pregnant. Yeah. Nikki knows better. Better. Nikki knows what I always talked about what I wanted to do and things like that. So mm -hmm. she always felt that this is one that's not gonna disappoint me. Right, right. And with me getting pregnant, I think that did disappoint her. Mm. Did it did it alter your relationship um even more? Like you said that she was around and she would take care of y'all and things like that. But what about just You've done the ultimate disappointment of having a teenage yes, pregnancy. Yes, yes. How did that shift your relationship moving forward? And I'm gonna be honest with you, it didn't. She she was she was upset with me at times. She okay. was it's upset with me at the beginning, but after I had Jasmine, mm -hmm. she was like there to watch her. Yeah. If I needed to go to school, if I needed to do, she was there to support me on things that she wanted for me. Now for me to go out and party and things like that or go out she wouldn't do that yeah she was only going to support me 
for things that she wanted for me, the right things. Mm. So if it was for schooling, yes. If it was for working a job, yes. But for me to go outside the house and say, Mom, watch Jasmine while I go out and do this and do that, she wasn't doing that. Wee. She wasn't. Was there any resentment after that? Like, wow, I had this child. You know, I feel like we all go through that period of like, when we have a child unexpected, like, dang, did I make the right decision? Because <laughs> like, now my world is flipped upside yes. down. And I have to become selfless mm-hmm. um, and think about this child before I think about myself, which really shifts you mentally. Like, wow, you know, what was I thinking what having I thinking? these kids? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So what was that like for you? Oh, wow. It was kind of hard at the beginning. Yeah. It was hard. Um, as far as support, I have to say, I had the support of, his mom. Mm-hmm. I had the support of my mom, but I just didn't know how to raise a child myself. Mm. So even though I had two grown women support me, yeah, and even though this was my child, yeah, I still didn't know how to raise a child. Yes, Ooh. and that's a huge thing. But the thing is, like, we don't realize that there's like no true, true roadmap raising a child yes which for me as a parent made me feel less than anyway yeah because you're like what the hell am i doing you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah. You <laughs> and like, Wait, i don't know and people trying to tell you you should be doing this you should be doing that you should be doing that i'm like i don't know what the hell i'm doing, doing. that's right especially but don't make age. me feel at a young I can age i was 16 um still trying to juggle taking care of her trying to work and mm-hmm. go to school because mm-hmm. I was I was doing all three of those yeah, yeah. I was working at what I think church's chicken yeah raising her trying to take care of her and still trying to go to school mm-hmm. so it was hard for me mm. it was very hard <clears throat> um I ended up dropping out of school okay. only because and, and, and I don't know know why because I had the support yeah I had the support I needed um as far as his mom her dad she would watch her anytime that I was in school. My mom didn't okay. because I had Miss June. Okay. So she was always my caretaker for Jasmine if I go, went to school. I ended up drop, dropping out. Why? I don't even know mm. to this day. But I ended up going back. Okay. Getting my GED. Yeah. Um, that was one thing I, I promised my mom, even though when I did drop out, I promised her I would do that. Yeah. And I did. Okay. So okay. I did. But what was that worth like for you, that self worth transitioning from? Now, teen mom into that early woman adulthood and back to navigating real life. Because, I mean, once you finish high school, it's mm-hmm. like, all mm-hmm. right, what's next? And if you don't go to college, it's like, oh, shit, what is this? Like, I wasn't prepared for every all that, that life brings. So, I mean, but what was your worth and confidence like even in that transition? Which is a tough one. It which is. Which is a tough transition. Oh, it was a trust. It was, um, it was hard. Yeah. It was very hard. Cause I some at some point I just didn't know I was doing it right. Yeah. What were some of your biggest struggles? Um, as being a teenage parent. And just growing like and and, and going right into adulthood. Early um, adulthood. Just making sure I was able to provide for her. Mm. Cause it was just her and I. Yeah. So just making sure I was able to provide for her. Yeah. So. So what was life like? Um. It was hard. Yeah. It was a struggle. It was a struggle. Um, I didn't have every, we didn't have everything, but I made the best out of what we had. So at this point, were you still living with your mom? I was. I was living with my mom. I was working. living with my mom, working. Um, 
Um, no, let me take track back that. My mom and my dad, I was living with my dad. When I got, my mom decided that we was, I was old enough, probably like 18, 19 years old. My mom decided that we're grown, my sister and I was grown enough, and um, she would, she was going to look leave. Her and my dad was going to get their own apartment, and she actually gave my sister and I our deposit for our own apartments. Say, I need you all to get out on your own mm -hmm. because I can't continue to raise grown folks. And that's how she was. Ooh. She was. She gave us our own um, our deposit. Um, Do you feel like that was enough? No. Mm. What What else, What else did you need support in? Like, what else did you need from her? You know, just giving up, giving me that and not allowing me to know how to even get out there on my own mm -hmm. was hard mm -hmm. because it was it was not the how can I say it. It wasn't enough in a household yeah. um, for me to for me to say she's giving me this, and now I can just go out here on my own. Yep, yep. And I feel like, especially within the black community, we do that. It's just like once you get eighteen, you're getting out of my house. That's and true. it's like that's true. Where that am I going? It. Where am I going? I that don't even it. know. You know what I'm saying? That like I don't it. even know how to get around this life. Yeah. Let alone in other cultures, they set up their kids. You yes, know? they do. They say, they, sure. right, you don't get an education. Uh, this is how you use credit. This is how you, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to get you this. And it's like, yeah. but we force our people out and into this vast world of like, what Everything. the hell? Yeah. Then you're like, what do you do? And, and that's how my mom was. Mm -hmm. um, she was just like that. You know, she made, after this age, you all need to get off. You, you know, me and your dad going to find us a small apartment and you all have to get out on your own. What's interesting is been talking a lot about just having a voice, right? So, like, at what age did you feel like you had a voice to even, like, speak up to your mom or dad and say, damn, like, what What was you, like, what are you thinking? Or well, I needed this or that or stop this or that. You know what I'm saying? Like, do you ever feel like you had a voice then? And if you did, like, what was something that you I told didn't. them? No. I never got a chance. Never got a chance. To say that. Ooh. Never. And what would you want her to say? Oh, wow. If I could talk to my mom right now, mm -hmm. I would tell her she didn't love me enough. Mm -hmm. She didn't. I didn't feel that I was loved enough. Mm -hmm. Because she always felt that, like I said before, it was more of her doing for us yeah. and not loving us. Well, she loved us. Yeah, for sure. But just didn't show the love to right. us. Right. So. How long have you been holding on to that? Hold on, hold on. A long time. Have you. So you haven't forgiven her for that? Nope. And I think, like, truly, it's like. Although you may not be able to say it to a parent face-to-face. Yes, to face, yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think even just, like, writing a letter to her and releasing it and just having the sympathy. Because could, could you honestly say you knew your mom? Oh, yeah, I knew my mom. You know what I'm saying? I her did. story back and forth and um, likes, dislikes, um, her hobbies. You know, like, truly know her. If you If you put it that way, no. You know what I'm saying? No. And it's like, we will never understand some of the internal battles that our parents undergone to 
make their personality so strong. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. The walls and the barriers and the traumas of their own. And so we have to begin to then say, A, I forgive you, right? Sure. You know? Yes. Because I don't I don't know what life was like for you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? True. Um but I do know pain and I do know what um, trauma is. Mm-hmm. I know what hurt feels like. Yes, yes, yes. And if I'm if I'm being a person of transparency and saying like I I know how these things feel. Now, if she felt the same thing, then I can begin to sympathize, right? Empathize mm-hmm. with her and say like, "Wow, you know, she was going through this or that and this is what she felt in these mm-hmm. moments." Mm-hmm. Um then we can start to begin to like rip away those layers of resentment or um those layers or walls that we put up or those strongholds of things that we were missing. Yes. Right? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's like a weighted feeling carrying that around. It is. You know what I'm saying? And how old are you? I'm forty six. Forty six, mm-hmm. right? In forty six years being able to, you know, to dig deep enough down all the way until you were like an infant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To yes. to pull that out of you to say like I still don't feel enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's true. What what then changed for you having a child and saying, Hey, I want to do the reverse, right? Like I want yes. to pour into my kids because you have how many kids? I have two girls. Two girls, right? Mm-hmm. So what did you do different? With my children. Mm-hmm. For that emotional health and and see, this is a thing. Um, it's, it's it was hard for me because even now it's hard for me to connect with my own girls. Ooh, it's it's the receiving part, you know. It's like you yearn it for a lifetime, and then when you receive it, I remember my ex husband said, "You won't even allow me to love you, even if I, you know, if I wanted to." Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I had such a strong exterior of like of just a lack of emotional um security growing up and so in order to free myself i had to begin to do things i was uncomfortable doing through my kids right yeah and so him and i were like we're gonna tell them we love them every day yeah we're gonna kiss them and hug them and touch i I have a real problem with touch (laughs) Oh, yes. But the thing is, I had to... Reverse it. I had to reverse it. I had to reverse yeah. it. Um, And I was talking to a friend a while ago just about normalizing the things. Normalcy. Oh, yes. Girl, normalizing <laughs> the things. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, Telling your, your kids you love them every day. Holding their hands. Cuddling with them. You know, um... And just reminding them, hey, you know, I love you, right? And they're like, I love you, you know. So it's very kind of with my girls. But the trick was they started doing it too much. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> love you, mom. Ass love you, mom. Back love that you, ass mom. up. You're doing too much, you uh-huh. know. Give me a gas. Hi. I'm like, oh. Uh-huh. But yeah. the thing is, it, it, it slowly, gradually began to 
fill the void until I was free enough to just feel it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so even though your mom isn't here and you can't say, you know, all the things you wanted to say, right? Yeah. I still challenge you to do it. Okay. You know, I still challenge you to, and anyone out there, you know, I still challenge you to write the letter you've always wanted to say, you know, the voice you always wish you ever wanted to have. Yes. And write yes. it anyway. Yes, you know? yes, 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 yes. Um, and either give it to them or burn it. Because it, at the end of the day, I think even presently, and I think I had this conversation with my dad, you know, in, in 2020 about what love really looks like to me. Yeah. You know, I had to define it on my own terms and and say, like, this is how I feel, you know. Yeah, you got to let them know. Um, but then also, you want my kids. My kids are here presently, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so every day it's like you have to challenge yourself to stretch, you know what I'm saying, and grow in order for you to heal that piece of you and I think that's part of me is the healing process Mm -hmm. where to begin where to focus on and just getting through it Mm -hmm. Um, like I say with my oldest daughter she's the oldest and we have a good relationship I have to say we have a really good relationship both of my girls are like my best friends but that that key piece of telling them I love them a lot I don't do it enough and I'm beginning to I'm beginning to start that process with them. I'm just sending them a text, good morning, love y'all, things like that, mm-hmm. so that it don't get so far out of, you know, so <laughs> far that they feel that, like I felt with my mm-hmm. mom. Mm-hmm. My mom never gave me that. My mom never showed me that. My mom never, um, I didn't hear it enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I just think back. And, and, and the thing is, too, is like, we can't get fixated on thinking, like, I'm doing this wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because I didn't have so much of it growing up. Growing up, this is who I am now, right? And and I don't even know if I'm doing it right with my kids because that's gonna put you in like a whole nother realm of just um, trauma. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Because like you know, because like it's it's your own present trauma. It's like you putting yourself in these situations where you like you can't be expressive to your own kids. Um, and I feel that with people around me and you know in relationships I have too. And it's like you can't get fixated on that. It's just more like how can it's it's a it's an introspective thing where you have to say, and I even was challenging the she before me community. Mm-hmm. Somebody was like, you know, what are some questions you wanted to to ask your parents or something that you would tell them or something like that? And somebody said that, you know, how could for their mom to ask them what questions did you want your mom right, right. to ask you? Mm-hmm. And the, and someone said how can I be a better mom to you? Like, and that like hit so heavy because we just don't have these conversations with our kids because we think they're kids. Yeah. Shit. You better sit down, be quiet, get up, go to school. You got to do, you know what I'm saying? That's it. Um, and not realizing like they have a voice, even at their age, an age appropriate voice. You know what I'm saying? And we think in our community, Oh, that's being grown. No, like truly having these conversations with our children and then using your kids to stretch you and grow you. Right. Because I think, that God gives us these kids and their personality types for you, right? True. Like they're a part of your healing yes, and what you yes, needed, yes, right? Yes, and yes. so when I went back and asked my daughter, like the oldest one, it was like, how can I be a better mom to you? And she's just like, what? 
you know, and she really, I was like, really think about it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And yeah. she told me some things and I'm like, all right, you know what I mean? So I can work on that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you wouldn't knew. Yeah. And then just knew. being able to be like, I'm not perfect. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not perfect. I won't be a perfect mom. So don't expect yeah. me to. And there's like they say, there's no book on parenting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm, so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cuss you out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and that's how my daughter. But I still love you. She tells me that. She's like, mom, sometimes you, you we can be talking about something and. She'll say, Mom, you make it about you. Mm-hmm. You know, because I always try to go back to, Jasmine, when I was doing this, when we mm-hmm. was when I was your age, you know, I did things this way with me and your, when me and your dad. Or mm-hmm. She's like, Mom, stop making it just, I can't go off what you, you all did. did, what you did, because it's about me yeah, now. Because I got my whole life. And she they're, they're, they're going to have their own experiences. Yeah. And yeah. she tell me that. And she sent me a text one day, and we was talking about, we got to, she got upset with me, and she told me, she's like, please don't make it about you. Yeah. And that, just right here I'm just like okay okay I'm done with it I won't you know yeah. I'll listen to what you have to say yeah and then just and then being able to probe it you know what I'm saying um I give it back to my daughter all the time all right what do you think <laughs> even though in my mind I'm like you know I would be friends with her she's stupid you know blah, 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 yeah. you know whatever um and you know what she challenged me she challenged me man she challenged me and she was like a couple years ago and I was like, I would have that, 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 that. You know what I'm saying? My mom, and then my baby was like, but I'm not you. you. Yeah. She's like, that's not who I am. Yeah. And I was like, oh. What? And I was like, you right. You are your own person. person. And that's something that, like, I try to, to instill in them, too. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, be your own person. Be your own, be your own person. person. Yeah. 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 So what, okay, so you, so you had your babies. Mm-hmm. And you know you're living life. Yes. Um. Then I have my second daughter. Yeah. How old were you when you had her? Um, Janae's twenty five now. So I had her when. Well, five years after Jasmine, I had her in ninety two. Okay. Ninety. Yeah. Ninety. No. Ninety five. Okay. Because Jasmine. Yeah. Ninety five. I had so, her ninety five. So what other? emotional battles did you have basically your whole 20s and going into your 30s because even at 46 mm-hmm. there's strongholds here mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying so what other battles were you dealing with outside of work <laughs> oh wow well I was I'm, 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 I was dealing with just I guess like making myself being there for myself mm because I was always, to me, I was always about everyone else. Yeah. And it was never about me. Yeah. And I think now I'm on that point of, it's all about me now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I always say, fuck these kids. <laughs> <laughs> In a sense of like, not, oh you know, not really like putting, you know, putting kids down. But I said in a sense of, you know, and more humor, but... But more so, like, the self-identity self, the self identity piece because mm-hmm. it becomes so lost. Mm-hmm. You know, we carry so many roles. Yeah. And then we end up losing who we are. Yes, we you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, who am I? Yeah, who am I? What, am I? what do I owe myself? Yeah. Because it's, it's, like I said, it's all about, I've always been the type. And I guess I get that from my mom. Mm-hmm. It was always about taking care of your family. My mom would go without mm-hmm. to do for us. Yeah. And... I see that and in me. Replicated. Mm-hmm. I do for my husband, my kids, my grandbabies, before I do for myself. Yeah. 
And I guess now it's time for a change. Yeah. Yeah. Why is finding your identity so important now? Because I know it's in there. Mm. I know it's there. I just don't know how to bring it out. Yeah. Find it. Just finding it. Yeah. And the, and the thing is, like, you don't necessarily have to find it. <laughs> you know? It's you. Yeah, it's me. It's you. But more so, the dissection of you... And I, and I had a friend that said, and this is a great thing, um, comment he said, he said, you have to begin to dig out the residue. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's that work piece that we talk about all the time in our community, yes. right? Like, are you digging out the residue? You know yes. what I'm saying? Because before we can walk in our identity and be confident and, and help, you know, walk in this worth, you know, are we doing the work? Yeah. To 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 get out the residue. Right. He said it's like a cup. You washing dishes and you just see the residue on the brim. You steady. And you steady. Oh yes. But are you really getting deep down? You don't want to get deep down because you don't want to get your fingers nasty. You don't want to get the towel nasty. You know, you're trying to get just enough. But it's that. It's that exactly right. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're like, oh, I ain't gonna eat. I ain't gonna drink at her house. She had residue. In the cup, <laughs> but more like, you know, I think for me, what I tell women truly is, you know, it's about it's about doing that work, you know, um, discovering the things that you need to address, right? And I think for you, the biggest thing is was was hurt. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, addressing the hurt, addressing. Things that you feel like have waited you for so long. Yeah. You know, for 46 years. Like, what has what has waited me? Like, what has been heavy on my heart to where I feel like I need to come up for breath? Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know, it's kind of hard because even though, like you say, just coming back and, like, when I lost my mom, mm-hmm. I lost my dad first. Okay. Um, And it's just, it's crazy because... The deaths was coming back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, yeah. So I never got a chance to like grieve. Leave it. Um, lost my dad in two two thousand and four. Yeah. Um. New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Lost my mom in March. Yeah. Lost my sister. Four months later. Mm-hmm. Lost my dad's mom. Another month later. Yeah. Then lost my mom. Mom. Yeah. Probably like three or four months after that. So the grieving process for me, I don't even think I began. Yeah. I don't even think I took the chance to process each process each process each and every one of them. Yeah. And the two that hit me the hardest was my mom mm-hmm. and my sister. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I was so here for you. <laughs> my tissue. Right? Uh, so I think those two right there hit me. They hit me so hard. Yeah. So then here I go again, trying to make sure everyone else is okay. Yeah. With my my sister kids and my kids. Mm-hmm. So it was hard. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was but hard. The, but the heart the the one thing that people I feel like, and we did a segment on grieving. I don't know if you've uh, heard the podcast yet, but um, 
don't it was so. good. Vicky, she touched on a lot of good points in regards to grieving. So definitely, you know, listen to it. Okay. But um, like, it's okay to just grieve, though. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it's because we have we get in go mode of like, all right, got to get all this stuff done to, you know, um, put these people away. Yes. And you know, do do them good by. Um, making sure that their home going is 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 good and da 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 da. Mm-hmm. But the grieving part is truly just grieve. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like think about your mom, think about your sister and cry about all the good that, you know, um cry about the bad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cry about, you know, the joys and the woes. Exactly, and that's my point right there. It just—it's just a total release, and I think, man, we just cling to—we just cling, cling, cling to. Um, I think the what ifs, you know, and and we can't. This would have happened. What if this this and what if that? This would have went this way. Mm -hmm. The what ifs. Yes. 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 Where was your relationship at with your mom when she passed away? Really good relationship. Really good. I was there with her. The last minute. Okay, good. Um, I was basically now it's c- crazy because even though my mom was married, mm-hmm. she had made a beneficiary of everything. Okay, so um, decisions with her was made through me. Right. So me and her, we always had a good relationship, but it was just a like to say the pregnancy mm-hmm. and things like that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, we had a wonderful relationship. In the end, but, did you feel like you didn't have time to say what you wanted to say? Yes. You had oh time. yes, I did not have the time. Oh, you didn't. I didn't to really say how I felt of how I felt with my growing up and yeah. things like that. I wish she would have did this a little different with me. I wish this. I didn't have that time. Why didn't you say anything? I guess because she was going through what she was going through. Mm-hmm. Um, what were your last words then? I love you. Yeah, it was. My last words to her was. Actually, in the hospital, my last words to her was, Mom, it's okay. It's okay for you to go home. I'm going to be okay. And you don't think that was your, that was the, that was enough for you to say? I guess not. I don't think so. Because I think that's powerful, though, right? Like, I feel like, although they were simple, you knew the meaning behind the words. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because I was, I'm the baby. Yeah. So she was always, I was always the one she looked out for. Yeah. Even though I had another sister, Nisi, um, and she treated us both the same, but I know she had more, I guess, she wanted more from me. Mm-hmm. And I felt that, like I said at the beginning, getting pregnant, I let her down a lot. Mm-hmm. And when her, with her. But do you think that, like, she would have continued to support y'all and continue to play the role of mother and grandmother if she was truly disappointed in you? I believe she would She would have continued. She, Despite her being disappointed? Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I, I, you know, my thing is she was disappointed, but I knew she still loved me. Okay. But it was just the, I guess the, how can I say it? Like going back to what I say, I guess the... She, what I knew she didn't want me to do. Okay. She knew she was. I knew so she. So you was just upset. felt like you you didn't re- meet her expectations. That's right. And that right. you failed her. Yep. Yep. 
So ultimately, it has nothing to do with your mother. It's you Me, feeling how I like feel, how I felt, how I felt. And because my my thing is, if I'm truly done or disappointed in in my child. My love for them never stops, right? right. That's true. You know, your kids, true. Your kids yeah, mess true. up all the time. All the time. You're like, God damn it. Even now. Know. My kids you know what I'm saying? Right now. And, and I do it with my kids, too. But, and then, like, even yesterday, I gave her some news, and she was upset with me, and da-da-da. She, whatever. Mm-hmm. And we and we talked it out. But it was like, she was like, because you know we can never be mad at each other. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And so, your mom continued to love on you she the did. way she knew how. Yeah, how she knew. Yeah, the way she knew how to for the rest me. of her life, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and still was there for you, loved on you, supported you, you, your yep, kids, your family. She did, and I feel like that was enough for her. It was enough for her, but I guess, like you said, I felt that I felt it, and I sh- I should have been able to talk to my mom and mm-hmm. say, I know this is what I did. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get that chance to even ask her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, I, and I get what you're saying. She still loved me regardless of yeah. what the situation was. Yeah. Me getting pregnant, me doing this or doing that. But I never got that chance to say, I know you're disappointed in me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I guess I'm holding on to that. Mm-hmm. And it's so, I, I still haven't let it go. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if my, if, if my grown child continues to disappoint me you know i'm gonna fall back like i'm gonna let yes. them have their experiences do what they do which i do with all my friends my family my kids you know let have your own experiences mm-hmm. um but ultimately i just feel like we have to understand that people's love is is measured in, in different ways yes and although it's like it's subjective how you feel is subjective mm-hmm. right but then i have to look at myself and say all right, now I have to change my perspective because if this was how she really knew loved and she gave me a lifetime of love, can I honestly say that she, she didn't love me? That she didn't love me? Can I honestly say that I disappointed right. her? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I get you. So, do you feel like your daughters have a voice when they come to see you? Oh, yeah. You know oh, yeah. I, I think they could. We go back and forth. Oh, we'll go back and forth, but. I let them say, because my mom was always the type, she always allowed us to say how we felt. Mm-hmm. She never would tell us, you know, speak your mind. Mm-hmm. And I allow my kids to speak their mind, and okay. I'll, I'll listen to them. I might say, well, you know, this and that. Yeah. But I allow them to speak their mind. Mm-hmm. Say what they have to say. Say it how you all want to say it, you know. And at the end, we're going to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. So I do. I do. Absolutely. They, they do have a voice when it comes down to saying anything. To me. So with them having a voice mm-hmm. and you reaching for yours still. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, it just becomes important for you to use that voice to, in the same way you have a relationship with your kids, mm-hmm. to say, I'm a it's okay and I'm allowing you to be you and talk and be free mm-hmm. is the same perspective you have to have for myself. yourself you know what I'm saying 
it's the same and then when I look at myself and I talk to myself like it's okay and sometimes and I was just telling C that like a while ago like sometimes it's it's okay you know yeah and sometimes I just have to say the words out loud like it's, it's okay. okay it's okay you know what I'm saying? It's okay. It's okay. And you hear me saying that right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's okay. okay to be okay. It's okay to you know what I'm okay. saying? And it's like, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be controlled. It's not going to be, you know, meet everybody's expectations and standards because it's me. You know what I'm saying? I'm me and things like that. And I think that's another thing my daughter tells me. She said, Mom, you always worry about what somebody else say. And I got this. I, I do. I'm always worrying about what the next person going to feel, how they going to feel, or, you know, think. she said, well, stop worrying about what they going to say, because I'm good to say, well, I know so-and-so going to say, stop doing that. Yeah. Stop doing that. Yeah. And she tell me that all the time. Ooh, that sounds like my mom. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh, girl. No, girl, you don't shut up. <laughs> she stop worrying about me, these people. She tell me that all the time. She yeah. said, just stop it, mom. So essentially, you're just carrying all these weights, and it's just yeah. like, you don't need to. Like, it's yeah. okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, affirmation. I am okay. Do you know what I'm saying? And it's truly, yeah. there's a, so much freedom in that, yeah. and knowing that, like, it's okay. Yeah. You know? So it's, 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 go ahead and release whatever it is that you want to say and release to your mind, right? Yeah. Find moments of grief, which is a continuum. Ooh, yes, it is. So find moments to cry it out, you know, because it's okay. It's not supposed to be a hard stop. They're gone. You cry, it's done. That's, no. no. Okay? Like, it's like, whenever I feel my grandmother, whenever I feel and I think about my auntie, this candle reminded me of my grandmother and every time I smell it I cry you know what I'm saying like because you want to be able to feel them freely like I I want to think about my grandmother and my aunties who my uncles who passed away freely yes you know what I'm saying so grief isn't a hard stop all right I have to go back to when I even I had my session with Alicia Mm -hmm. she told me that she said there's something you need to release. Mm-hmm. It's someone you need to release. And yeah. I knew, and that's, I guess, like you said, just release it. Yeah. Because it's okay to release it. It is. And I, I, I could be driving down. I was in the car driving with Sonata the day, and I was listening to a song, and I'm just like, ooh, crying. And I, she was like, what the hell? What that's wrong? What, what, what did I do? I'm like, it's not true. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm in a moment of release, yeah. and it's and it's okay. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, in that moment, I just felt like crying. And I guess that's just, that's just not... You know, like you said, to just let it go or it's okay. I guess I haven't felt that, you know, just to let it go. I always feel that. I know there's a process in grieving, mm-hmm. but when is it the right time? Anytime. And, 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 no, that's just how I feel. Yeah. Okay, should I do it now? Should I do it then? Yeah. But, yeah. like, just let it go. Yeah. Let it go. And, and it's okay. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just me. I'm holding so much in. Yeah. That's stopping me from seeing my full potential. Yes. Yes. And I think that's just like a part of the human experience. It's like, you know, we have these um, ideals about how and which, which way we're supposed to be doing uh-huh. things. And I shouldn't be 
and oh, what if they're looking or what if they're thinking that's this? Me. Oh, that's um, me. And, and there's so much freedom in just saying, fuck y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's so true. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't care what nobody feels. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and you shouldn't. You know what I'm saying? And it's, and it's truly not to be like a conceited, cocky, narcissistic way, but just more like, I don't care. Yeah. That's you know? me. I do. I, and I need to, yeah, again, let it go because I, I always worry about what somebody, how somebody feel, mm. how they going to look, how they look at you if you do, if I look dressed this way. I do. Mm. I don't know why, but I do. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, and and it's about getting down to that residue, yeah. right? Um, and knowing that you know nobody is a perfect cup. You know we all got them stains. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know of things that we want to carry, but we we both know that like your sister and mom wouldn't want you to be carrying this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like they looking like Wench, it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> it is so true. You know what I mean? Like it's okay. Like you still worried about that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you you still carrying that? Yeah. Um, and it's cool to be at a place in your life where it's like there's so much more of life to live. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's so much more to you. Like you said, like I want to truly be me. You know, I want to get rid of the residue and begin to really live. Yeah. And I think living isn't just experiences. Living isn't just, um, you know, all these goals and like, ah, Fancy living things. is enjoying the small moments of, you know, these victories. My babies are healthy. I'm I'm breathing. Um, I have life. Yes, you know what yes, I'm saying. Yes, the sun yes. is shining. The yes, trees the are growing. You know what I'm saying. It's like things. just an appreciation and walking in gratitude and knowing that like I'm me. You know what I'm saying. I'm me and I'm unique, and it's okay. You know what I'm saying. And I am perfect. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I'm perfect. You know. And although things have may got sidetracked in my lives and. And it caused me different directions or whatever. Like, I'm here. Like, I'm here. I'm conquering. You know what I'm saying? I'm in these workouts, getting beat up, sweating. Oh, damn it, yes. Trying to get strong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yes. We've been oh, there yes. just oh, yes. dying. Mm-hmm. Like, but finding the gratitude around you is 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 so important. It's so important in living. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, and protecting that peace. But... And I said that this year I'm going to, you know, I'm not worrying about others. Mm-hmm. It's going to be about me. And I keep saying that. I just get up in the morning. It's about me today. Yep. It's about me today. Mm-hmm. I can't focus on the what ifs, the what happened, what it didn't, what happened yep. the day before. So I'm trying to just get myself to where I need to just be for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you just got to be like, FTK, which means F these kids, <laughs> you know. F everybody else. Yep. And, you know, and like as Dawn say, I got to choose me every day. Yeah. You know, um, so it's a process. But it, like we talk about all the time, it's that mental transformation mm-hmm. too, you know, and it's doing the, the work. work. Doing the work. Doing the work. Yeah. Why is it so important for Nikki to exist? Because I know I have so much to offer. And that's it. I have so much to offer. Okay. And that's it. Like, 
You already know. I do. I do. I know. You already know. Yeah. I have so much to offer. I know I'm enough. Okay. Oh, wow. And it's starting there, you know. It's starting with, what is it that I want to offer? What is it I want to do? What is it that I want to see? What is it... What is it I want to feel? You know what I'm saying? I want to feel peace. Baby. <laughs> there's so much. Oh, wow. But there's so much peace in the release. Yes. You know. Yes. It's so much peace in the release. Um, and when I tell you you're going to have this overwhelming sea of like, this is just peace. And peace doesn't look perfect. No. It, it doesn't look what people Say it is, you yeah. know what I'm saying? It's here. Cause no, and you know, it's no, there's no, no, no one has a piece. Just everything is just perfect. It's not. It's not. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um. But there's peace in the release. It is. You know it what is. I'm but I'm, I'm excited. I think it's definitely, um, it's definitely an excited place to be when you um, are at a place of knowing that there is more in you. There's more that I want to just keep pulling it out. Yeah, you just know that's that intuition, um, purpose-driven life type stuff. It's like, oh, there's more. There's more here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now, what do I got to do to get there? Okay. And, and you know, that's I was telling my husband about you know, just me getting into CFIT. Yeah. And I tell him, I said, Johnny, it's so it's some amazing women's there. <laughs> and a lot of things that I've done with you guys, even just being there, I never would have done. Mm-hmm. The vision board. Like oh, Sierra has this is your first it's my first time. Yeah. You know, and I see so much empowerment there. Yeah. So I see that I can be me there. Um I see that <laughs> The sky is the limit for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. So that's why I enjoy coming there. Yeah. I do. You know, even if it's just me and Sierra or me and whoever, you yeah. know, I enjoy my time there. Yeah. Because it gives me, um, how can I say it? Like I say, it gives me peace. Yeah. Just being there. Mm-hmm. Because um, you're finally doing something for you. Yeah. Finally doing something for you. Yeah. It's. And I don't, I don't. Let anything stop me. Right. When I say I'm booking my appointment, it is something like, well, my baby, yeah. I have to change it or something like that. I feel bad, but I know I'm doing something for mm-hmm. me. Things, I, like we said, I, I don't do anything for me. It's all about everyone mm-hmm. else. Mm-hmm. You know, so me coming out to the gym, me doing this, or me helping out or whatever, I enjoy doing it. Because yep. I'm doing it for me. Doing it for you. So that's the and start I would even for challenge me. You. I would even challenge you further, you know. Releasing, yes, right. Uh-huh. Um, figure out what you want to bring to this world. What do you have to offer, right? Uh-huh. And then figure out the things you just love to do. Like, I love going to get my nails done and get massages or things that I've never done. Oh, yes, you know, okay, because people are like, oh, you know, self care is all that, and it's like, cool, great. Like, I feel like Getting your nails done and make that's sure you're true. taking your hair down. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's just, that's a normal routine. It is. That is a normal right? routine. But if you're truly want to become super selfless, do something that you've never done. And make a list. Make a list. But, you know, I'm going to challenge oh, you. Oh, wow. Push you. 
Thank you. And oh, wow. Thank you. No, thank you for coming on the show oh, and wow. just just sharing your story. Yeah, you know, it's just, you're not alone. There's so many women in the same same predicaments, but um, you know, I was scared coming here. I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, because I don't listen to most of the podcasts and things like that. And I'm, I'm sitting in my car and I'm like, what is she gonna ask me? Like, will I answer it right? Will I do this? No. Or I, I was, no, so and that's why I say I just, I really just have a conversation. We just, we just yeah, talking it, it out. So, no, I appreciate it you. It really, you really got me to see things that, um. Like I looked at we me with my mom or releasing things mm-hmm. and writing things down, yeah, and just to let it go, yeah, and even not like you said, burn it, mm-hmm. take it to a gravesite and just leave it there. Leave it there. Leave it there. And and I promise you, you're gonna get this piece in the release. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Oh you're wow, welcome. I appreciate you. No problem. I do. I appreciate you. 